Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Chicks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Hey everyone, today's guest is a TV personality, CEO, international 40 under 40 cybersecurity winner, and an influencer on various different social media platforms. We are sitting down today with Ken Underhill to chat about leveraging branding in the technology space to create the future you want. I'm so excited about this. Ken, welcome to the show. Erica and I are thrilled to have you here to discuss your knowledge around branding and social media influence. Can you, before we like deep dive, into the discussion today. Can you just take a few minutes to share your background with everybody and tell about how you got into the space of being a TV personality CEO and 40 under 40? Yeah, well, first off, thanks to both of you, Erica and Jax, for having me on the show. Always a pleasure to see both of you. Uh, For me, I came from, I was working in health. I mean, I've had a lot of titles over the year that are very well-known titles like janitor, but I came from healthcare. I worked as a pediatric nurse for several years, moved back into IT, worked as a network engineer for, I mean, several years, and then just kind of what we now call cybersecurity. I was just kind of doing that in my job because boss yelled at you, said you need to do these these things, and and you do them because you don't want to get fired. So that's how I got into what we now call cybersecurity, kind of the short version. Pretty quickly on, it only took me a few years to move into management and executive leadership. And worked for a, a number of different companies in those types of senior roles. And I've always kind of had what I guess people call it a side hustle or whatever. But I've had very successful side hustles over the years that you know I've been able to, to do some things with. One of the current ones is Cyber Life. And so as part of that, I do have a TV show, as Jax mentioned. It's a streaming TV show, syndicated, kind of like your Seinfelds of the world. And it's in over 100 stations around the world. We get about a little over 2 million monthly viewers right now. I'm hoping, you know, that grows. So be sure to check it out, you know, over the, on all the different channels out there, but basically anywhere you can do a streaming thing, you can find it. It's on the binge networks app. So B I N G E networks, and you can find it there on Roku, Amazon. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Just a, a huge global following, which is great. I'm very fortunate for that. Did I hear you say hundred stations? Yeah. It's in over a hundred uh, TV channels mm-hmm. around the world. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. wow, Ken. That's powerful yeah. stuff. You are wow. You're talking <laughs> to the big leagues over here. Okay, so 100 stations, two million monthly viewers, and growing. What caused you to create this brand? Is there a story behind the brand? Can you talk to us about like the why, like the the origin story, let's say, of Cyberlife TV? Yeah, so I'll just I'll touch on two things: Cyberlife and Cyberlife TV, because there's a little bit of a difference. So Cyberlife as a company, there's as I worked over the over the years we all kind of focus on the technical and let's get those hard skills and even the soft skills. Let's do those. But no one really talks about everything else in our lives, right? You know, things like credit and finances and, and all these things that really make us up cybersecurity professionals. So that's where cyber life was born is instead of just having a training school, that's just, Oh, we teach you cloud or, 
or how to work with Sims or whatever. It's more about let's teach you things like personal branding, credit, you know, all these things that not everyone needs, but we all need to know, right? We all didn't grow up with parents that taught us all these things. So we need, this really encompasses the entire human element of that. And then cyber life TV, of course, tacking onto that allows one of the challenges out there is with social media and all these platforms is the algorithms, right? You're at the mercy of investors with these companies. You need to know really what, I mean, let's be real. They're all about making money. The difference with CyberLife TV is I wanted a platform where people could come on, especially minority people and people from non-traditional backgrounds could come on and really have a place to share their voice, their story with the world. And there was no chance of any investors or whatever saying, oh, you can't say that. Right. So that's what CyberLife TV is. It's, it's a place where I can really bring on anyone that can give value to the audience, that can share their story, and there's no algorithm to to block them. And recently, I actually interviewed an, a former – well, he's still an NFL player. Uh, he's a free agent right now and also a CEO of a very well-known company. So I get a lot of really good guests on there. I had a, my, a good friend of mine, Joya Cousin, on recently. That's an award-winning artist, just beautiful paintings. So – you know, I mean, just the show has really opened up a lot of opportunities and it's the only cybersecurity television show out there, which is really cool to say, you know, especially when you meet people, they're like, yeah, I got a cybersecurity television show. It's the only one. Uh, it's a great conversation starter. So that's kind of the vision behind both those brands. And it's really all under the cyber life brand, but really the, how I, I got all that stuff started. That is so cool. So I'd love to ask, how long have you been doing this? So all of it. So cyber life is about, a, it's going on two years old company. Uh, this fall. And then uh, the CyberLife television show was actually how I, I first started with that. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I, I've owned a lot of companies over the years. So I wanted to protect my IP and do the trademark and all this stuff. So I did that initially. And I said, well, it makes sense to like also do the training because that's what pretty much everyone knows me for. So we wrapped all that up under one. So yeah, the show's been going about two years, a lot of hiccups with COVID. It took till I think it was spring of last year. We're finally able to launch using a different distribution network that wasn't going so well, and I'll just leave that as that. So I went with a different one that, like uh, like Steve Wozniak, who a lot of people probably know the name, he does them for his show and, and a lot of other big names. So it just made sense. And like almost instantaneously, I mean, I went from, I think, a couple, I mean, tens of thousands or whatever to like millions. I mean, like it was almost instantaneously of using this new place, which I'm, I feel very fortunate for. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my next question about like the growth, because two years is... I mean, the growth that you've had in two years is absolutely through the roof, impressive in capital letters, underlined in bold. (laughs) I mean, I was going to ask you, was it consistent? Was there something that really skyrocketed the exposure and success? And it sounds like it was that specific change. Yeah, you really just have to, if you're a business owner out there, even if you're working in your career, you have to know when to say no and when to fire people. And it sucks, right? You're like, well, you know, especially, I mean, I knew the previous company, the individuals that, that owned it, but you have to determine what's best for the business, what's best for this business or this initiative I'm trying to do. And I was fortunate because this organization, Bits Networks, they've already built out that distribution. I mean, they've been around for years and they've won multiple awards and all these things. And they already had all the track laid down and I just had to put the car on the track you know, at that point, right? Uh, it's not cheap, by the way. A TV show is not cheap, but it's to me, it's well worth the investment. It really allows me to make an impact globally and really, really change things for the future. And that's really what I wanted to, to do with the TV show. Yeah, the, you're so impressive. I The first time that we met, it was because I one of my guests were not able to come to the YouTube live stream that I have. 
and you and I connected through a mutual friend, Gerald Dozier. And you were like, hey, immediately message back. I'll be on your show. And I hadn't even clicked on your LinkedIn to review your very impressive background. I was just waiting for a couple of other people to respond. I went and I was so busy that day. I'm like, you know what? Ken said he was going to do it. I think this will be awesome. You know, if you're in the Gerald Osier group chat, you're a good person. So after I said, let's do it, I then clicked on your LinkedIn because I like to have a background on the people, the guests that I have on the show. And then I was like, whoa, this guy is like varsity level. He's got it figured out. This is awesome. And then we decided to do a branding talk on, on that channel, which I loved. And I myself, Erica knows I'm hustling. I'm working on creating a brand myself. It's a baby brand right now. It takes a lot of work. And so I'm curious for you, you know, some people think about, well, do I really need a brand? What's significant about having it? So I'd like to ask you, you know, creating a brand takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. Like you said, having a TV station or TV channel, it's not cheap. Is it worth it? Is it worth all the time that you're putting into it? Do you feel passionate about it? Do you feel like you're making an impact? And do you think that everybody should have a brand in, in like some way? Yeah. So for me, it's totally worth it. And it really fulfills, you know, both obviously financial and, you know, spiritual and all those other, you know, social things for me. One thing I just want to say is like, you don't need your own TV show for those listening to this. You can do it. I mean, you can literally just use LinkedIn for free and build a brand for free. You don't need to to use any, invest any money in anything aside from just having your phone or a, a webcam or whatever, or just writing, you know, on LinkedIn, that's totally fine too. What I will say though, is yes, you need a brand. If you really want to one of the challenges people have, right, is, I, oh, I can't get a job. I don't have experience. Oh, nobody will give me experience, whatever. But if you build a personal brand and show that you know certain things, that attracts employers to you. That attracts recruiters to you. And they reach out to you and say, hey, I see you're trying to get an analyst job. Are you still looking? You say, yeah, I am. They're like, cool, I got one. We literally just left a meeting where my boss said we're going to create a new position at this company. You're the first thing I, person I thought of. And guess what? They don't think about you if you don't have a personal brand. They don't know who you are. No, I can tell you right now as a hiring manager, I'm never going to go on LinkedIn and dig through the weeds of LinkedIn to try to find you. It's never going to happen. I'm going to look at the people that have been building their personal brand. I'm going to say, oh, I need someone that does cloud security. Let me reach out to this person and see if they're interested in doing even just some contract work for me because they've built that brand on, around, hey, I know cloud security. So yes, 100% to your, to your question directly, Jax, you need a personal brand. It benefits you in so many ways. A lot of people think it's just the employer thing, like, oh, I get, I can get a job. But if you ever want to speak at conferences, your personal brand allows you to get conferences to reach out to you. I get all sorts of invitations all the time. I'm like, I've never even heard of your conference, but, and I don't have the time, right? I'm, I'm invested in other things. And we'll talk, and I'll briefly talk about my strategy for time management in just a second here. But your personal brand is so critical. You get speaking engagements. You can, you get offers to write books. I mean, I just wrapped up a book with Tia Hopkins and Chris Follin. We all got, the opportunity to write that book because of our personal brands. So things like that. I mean, selling courses, if you ever want to start your own business, if you've got a personal brand, nobody cares about your business. Nobody, no one cares about cyber life, but they care about Ken, right? Because Ken's the brand behind it. So that's why people get involved and they, and they want to watch the show and all these things. And they want the training and all that stuff. It's because of the Ken brand. It's not because of the cyber life or any company that I, I decided to create. That's very powerful because even if you don't want to start a company, if you can, if your name is known in the industry, your dream companies that you want to work at, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to say, Hey, we want to create this position or whatever. Are you interested in it? We thought of you. First person we thought of was you. 
But again, they're never going to know that if you never create that personal brand. And then just real quick, my time management thing, I do what's called circle of focus. I almost forgot it, but it's called the circle of focus. Basically, it's, it's so simple. Take a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen, whatever. You draw a little circle on a piece of paper, just like a little pie. And you write down all the things you're doing right now. And you chop up that pie with all the things. And then you start to see like, oh, crap, I'm doing all these things. Of course, I'm not good at anything because I'm trying to do all these things, right? You need to determine what's the real priority here, right? Is it, are you trying to study for 10 certs at the same time? That's stupid. Study for one, get that cert, move on to the next one, move on to the next one, right? You're going to see that, but you have to do that visually. You can't just do it on your phone. You need to do it like visually so your brain says, oh, crap. I'm doing a lot of stuff and I shouldn't be doing all that because you're never going to accomplish the things you want to accomplish in life. If you're trying to do a million things, that whole multi, I'm a multitasker. That's BS. It's been proven in different studies that your brain can only function really on one thing at a time. And yes, we can focus a little here and then move to something else and shift back over here and back over there. But we're not really getting anything done unless we focus on one thing at a time. So do the circle of focus activity. You're going to find you're doing a lot of stuff you don't need to do right now that can wait, right? Maybe you don't need to write the book right now, right? Get the job first, right? Study for the cert or, you know, get the college degree or whatever. You're not, time's not running out. And that's one of the things, uh, Joya Cousin, when she came on the show, one of the latest, one of the best things she said on that episode was, we lie to ourselves and we think time's running out. You know, she gave the reference that she met her dream hus husband, you know, after age 40, whatever. We often think that like, oh, you know, you see all these gurus on social media. Oh my God, you today's the day, whatever. You know, sure. I get that, right? Yes, don't be lazy, but you don't have to do it all today. If you stay consistent, if you do, you know, circle of focus and you spend, say, the first 90 minutes of your day focused on that one thing you're trying to accomplish, you're going to be amazed at what you are, where you are six months from now, a year from now, even 90 days from now. You're going to be amazed at it. But if you try to do everything and you listen to all these gurus, you're going to fall flat on your face and break your nose. So don't do that. Focus on one thing at a time and you'll be very successful. That's a great tip and call to action for our listeners. Go through the circle of focus exercise. Let us know how it goes and what you think. So Ken, around, you know, when you're talking about the branding, I was thinking about our industry and I was thinking, man, this is so true for our specific niche in cybersecurity. Everybody seems to know everybody, at least the people that are active on LinkedIn, the ones that are branding, pushing out content that are, you know, that are like interacting with each other, really. But those are the go-to people. And I know Jax and I, we can name several off the top of our heads. I know you would be able to do the same. And so it's tough for those that haven't, let's say, like gotten their foot in the door in terms of branding. Sometimes, you know, being an introvert or having some sort of imposter syndrome, whatever it is that's holding you back from putting yourself out there. What are your tips for how to step out, how to kind of like make that first movement towards branding and establishing yourself in that way? So I have a secret. I don't know if you two want to know it. Oh, yes, please. Spill okay. the tea. I'm going to spill it all right here. I'm an introvert and I have imposter syndrome. So confession time. So let me just tell you what I did. I just did it. And that was actually from a quote that one of my early mentors when I was doing my undergrad at a Strayer University, and I'm still friends with him to this day. But uh, Dr. David Wells, he said something to me, and, and I've just always, this statement from him helped me recognize what I had always just been doing in life. Like, I always just took action. I was like, well, forget it. I'll just take action and see what happens, right? But him mentioning this to me kind of brought it all back in the, you know, in the full circle of life, if you will. But basically, his, his simple statement was, be an action taker, not an action talker. And that was very powerful to me at the time. And I realized, reflecting back on my life, they're like, hey, I'd 
you know, done all these things. And I, I always just took the action. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like you just have to take the action and be okay realizing that you're going to suck and you're going to always feel imposter syndrome. I don't care who you're talking to. They're lying to you if you say they don't feel that. I'm going to be filming tonight for the TV show and I'm still going to be like, oh man, I messed this up. What? Like I'm still going to feel imposter syndrome and I've got a, a huge TV show, right? Like I, I've done this so many times. I've filmed so many videos, but like I'm still going to feel that. So you're going to feel that. You just have to make a decision really. You really have to make a decision and say, okay, if I'm an introvert right now and I don't want to be on camera, that's totally fine. Can you write some post on LinkedIn, right? About your subject. Can you do a screen recording and walk somebody through like how to set up a lab or something? You don't have to be on camera. When I first started out I recording courses, I wasn't on camera. I screen recorded some PowerPoint slides. I, that's how I started. And I got so much hate mail, but I also got some constructive criticism as well that helped me improve over the year. You just have to put yourself out there. You just have to do it. And if you need motivation, honestly, just write down on a piece of paper and say, where am I at now? Draw a little arrow, write down where you want to be. And then just write down, what do I have to do to get there? What do I have to sacrifice? Because you're going to have to sacrifice. Everyone does. Just say, what do I have to sacrifice to get there? Okay, maybe I have to get on camera. And I, I hate it. But I know the more I do it, the more people give me feedback, the better I'll get on camera, I can do this, right? So you just have to get started. The, the biggest thing is just getting started. And that's what stops everyone, right? They try to make it perfect and think it all out in their head and they get in their head and I'm not going to do it today or whatever, or I'm going to do it next week. No, do it today. Like literally after this. So another call to action for the audience. Right after this, I want you to do something on your LinkedIn. I don't care if it's you do a post about whatever, you share someone else's post. I don't care if you film a quick video and you never show it to the world. I don't care about that. You don't have to show it to anyone, but you need to do it. That's the biggest thing. Take that one step today to make yourself even more uncomfortable because it helps you start getting used to being uncomfortable all the time because that's the only way you're going to be successful in life is to be used to being uncomfortable. Get used to it. It's going to happen no matter what. So I can relate to everything you're saying right now because this morning I did a live stream first things first and I was extremely uncomfortable, but I was asked, it was a great opportunity for me to do it. But I still find, like you said, you're going to still feel that way. Like I was extremely nervous. What do you do? Is there a tip or a trick that you can provide? I know what I do to help me kind of get through it, but I'm so different from a lot of people. We all are on our kind of tips and tricks to like, I just hammer through it. You know, I'm in that point in my life where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get through this. And I know however I come out on the end, it will, I will grow from this experience within my brand of being uncomfortable. What do you do? What do you tell yourself when you're feeling that uncomfortable side and that imposter syndrome's coming out to be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like your hero stance, hands on the hips. That's my hero stance. <laughs> yeah. I just tell myself, I say, you know, Jackson, Erica said I'm cool. So I must be able to do it. So it really depends on uh, what you're trying to do is where I'll give the advice. So if you're trying to like record a video, a couple things, I don't do one of them anymore. One thing I used to do is I would pretend for courses that I was explaining it to someone I knew and was friends with or someone I loved or whatever. And that way it was just like a regular conversation, right? And, and people love that approach in, in trainings, by the way. They don't like the whole academic, well, we're all prim and proper stuff. And well, corporations do, but regular people don't. And the other thing I, I still do though, is if I'm recording like videos, I just keep going kind of to your point, Jax, I just keep going. If I mess up, like I'll just pause for, you know, five, 10 seconds, whatever, 
go right back into what I wanted to say, because at, at the end, I can always edit that out, right? I can always chop out that block of time. It's very easy to edit out. If I stop recording, try to start again, I found that I would always get like even more nervous and I would just keep messing up and I'd like be done recording for the day. And it threw me all off, right? But I need to get stuff done. So for me, it's just recorded all the way through. You can always re-record it or edit or whatever. If you're um, writing things, if you're writing, say, a blog post or something for like LinkedIn or your blog or something like that, and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Really just setting a timer like on your phone helps so much. You're just saying, all right, I'm, like I'm just going to go say five or 10 minutes on this thing. No matter what, I've got to do it in 10 minutes and do it for 10 minutes. So let's set your timer and be like, until that timer goes off, I've got to focus on this. And you have no choice, right? Until that timer goes off. And sometimes it takes practice because, you know, the kids scream in the background. You're like, do they kill themselves? You know, what's going on? You know, things like that. But if you just set that timer, you can really, really focus yourself and get whatever it is done. But I guess that's the, the kind of the main advice I would give on that. If you're, I guess the last advice I would have is there's, a, I mean, there's so many things you can do to de-stress that may help you kind of calm and, you know, in advance of doing whatever you're going to do. So one of the things that we used to do in the military on deployments and it's maybe a little corny, but just taking your fingers and just counting in your head as you tap your fingers. And I don't know if people can see if they're seeing the video or if it's just recording, but uh, if you're seeing the video, you see what I'm doing. But if you're, if it's recording, let me explain it. I'm just putting my fingers together. So I take my index and my thumb and I tap them together. Then I do my middle finger and I do the ring finger and the pinky and I just go back and forth, right? One, two, three, four, you know, whatever. You'd be amazed that when you focus on that, it like calms you down totally. And you forget about whatever the heck you were worried about, right? You just you're just focused on that, right? So things, little things like that, and you can you can go on YouTube or something to find all sorts of ways to kind of refocus yourself. But those are my tips for that. Wow, Ken, I love the tips you've given our listeners a lot of tips and homework. And so I'm excited to hear what the outcome of this just overall information that you've provided today. A lot of wealth here. Before we wrap, though, I want to ask you, I know that you've been doing a lot. There are some projects that you're going to be kicking off. Can you share with us? What are you working on? Is there anything big that's going to be kicking off that we should know about? Yeah, so the main project we have going on right now is the Cyber Life Schools. We did launch the first course last week on, oddly enough, personal branding. So if you go to cyberlifeschool.teachable.com, you'll find it. And eventually, I'll get the domain redirected. So you can just go to cyberlifeschool.com, but that's not ready yet. I'm going to do some security things on that first. We'll just leave it as that. But that's the main thing right now. And we're just really continuing to produce content, a lot of content in the pipeline through the end of the year. The, the whole goal with that is much content as we can, we'll have a free option on there. So people that don't have the money can take it for free. Some of the certification based stuff, like we've partnered with CompTIA. We're working on a partnership with Cloud Security Alliance for the CCSK right now. So some of that stuff we obviously will have to charge for just because we have to pay the vendors, you know, their fee or whatever. But the more general stuff like branding, credit, you know, all these other things, your basic fundamental cybersecurity topics, cloud, you know, things like that, that stuff we're going to try to always offer a free option because really we just want to, we want an option there for people to learn because economic barriers, I mean, I grew up poor. I always think of myself and that little kid that I was. And like, if I was growing up right now, all these programs are charging money, right? But like, if I had an opportunity to learn for free, I would have put in a lot of work to do so. And, you know, been a very, very good practitioner. So I always think of that little kid right now that's out there that doesn't have the money just like me. And I want to be able to give back and allow them to take it wherever they are in the world. I love that. So Ken, our time has come to an end. This has been such a great episode. Our listeners definitely have their homework. 
And I want to make sure, you know, that they know where to reach you. So what is the best place to find you, Ken? Yeah, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So you can look up Ken Underhill on LinkedIn. And actually, if you just Google search it, I should pull up at the top of the results. Thank you, Google. And I do have a Twitter. I don't really use it. I think it's like CyberCan or Real CyberCan or something like that. I rarely post on Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel, CyberLife. Just search for Ken Underhill on YouTube. And I actually should pull up on the first results there too, which is actually pretty cool. And then, you know, I just maybe I'll leave with a, a final thought. And you could go to cyberlife.tv as well. So C-Y-B-E-R-L-I-F-E.tv as well. And you can learn more about the CyberLife School and all that stuff there. As well as the TV show, you'll find a link to watch it online there. Just maybe a final thought I want to leave the audience with is a lot of people think they need something else or they need other people. Bet on yourself. You already have everything you need to succeed within you. You were born with it. You just have to learn to bring it out and be willing to put in the work because it is a lot of work. But if, as long as you put in the work, you stay persistent, you believe in yourself, literally nothing can stop. No person can stop you because the minute somebody tries to stop you, someone else will come in your life that will, you know, filter that out and they'll find, they'll find a way around that obstacle. So as long as you bet in yourself, put in the work and stay persistent, you can literally do anything you want. Powerful closing statement. Thank you so much, Ken. Loved having you on the show. Thanks again for having me. And for our listeners, if you have topics you'd like for us to cover, if you're interested in being a guest on our show, we would love to hear from you. You can always reach us as at 2cyberchicks at gmail.com. And that is the number two, two cyberchicks at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from all of you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cyber Chicks Podcast with Erica and Jax. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.